I never considered a difference of opinion in politics, in religion, in philosophy, a cause for withdrawing from a friendship. That's a quote from Thomas Jefferson, the one of the founding fathers and, of course, the president of the United States as well. Welcome to the Darrell McLean Show. I am your host, Darrell McLean. Today is Thursday, April the 30th, and let's get into our little nighttime show for today. As expected, some states move right on ahead to reopen their economies. President Trump uh, indicated that he would not extend federal distancing guidelines, which were set to expire today, and he, of course, wanted to phase them out. And so we are going to see what happens when, you know, these economies start to reopen. Um, Yeah, I'm worried a bit because uh, there's other countries who have reopened their economies as well. They tried to, and it seems like when that stuff happens, the pandemic spikes back right back up. Uh, As far as the numbers go today for the coronavirus, now, as far as it goes, New Jersey is now reporting more deaths than any other uh, state. The federal government is going to increase inspections of nursing homes after a series of outbreaks as well. More airlines around the United States are telling crew members and passengers to wear masks on flights. And states today continue to basically navigate around the high stakes Public Health Balancing Act with reopening the economy. Some states are preparing to ease coronavirus restrictions and others are actually imposing new restrictions, all under the watchful eye of a stir-crazy residents eager to return to their favorite stores, restaurants, and beaches. In California, Florida, and other coastal states, governors wrestled with squaring constituents demands for relief from the spring heat against the potential lethal consequences of loosening the social distancing rules in ways that might make blankets and lawn chairs new virus hotspots. Governor Gavin Newsom in California shut down beaches in Orange County, rolling back his early attempts at giving people a chance for their strolls along the beach while staying safe distances from one another. But in places like Alabama, when they move to reopen its beaches, and Texas will do the same as part of the states on Friday, even as health experts, of course, warning doing so could produce a surge in new virus cases. But still, Americans will be able to eat at restaurants and shop in stores by Friday, the first day of May. Governors in several states, including Alabama, Maine, Tennessee, and Texas, plan to allow stay-at-home orders to expire, paving the way for certain businesses to reopen an ended unparalleled month in which nine in 10 residents in the United States were told to stay at home to stop the spread of the coronavirus. The latest reopenings represent a pivotal movement in America's response to the virus, even as the number of deaths in the United States has surged past 60,000 today. Texas is expected to take one of the most expensive actions on Friday, allowing retail stores, restaurants, and movie theaters and malls to reopen and operate at 25% capacity. In other news, Senator Mitch McConnell plans to bring the Senate back to Washington next week 
and it drew criticism today from Senator Chuck Schumer of New York, the minority leader who said it could endanger not only lawmakers and their aides, but low-level workers who are minorities and higher risk of infection and death. Um, obviously, that's a very controversial decision, but it's um, kind of, you know, you have people out here working every single day as extension workers and they are in danger as well i don't see why the people in washington should be on pause they weren't planning to return to around may 11th and uh that's outrageous during a pandemic i understand uh, the democrats eagerness to stay safely put but if things are going to keep going the way they are and Everybody else is forced to go to work to keep their country afloat. I don't see why the legislators are going to be doing the same. Uh, they have to change the rules and do more voting at home even. And uh, we just haven't seen that before. You know, like the Supreme Court recently started doing the court cases uh, through video conferences. Uh, if, if the Senate and the Congress can't come up with ways to do stuff like that, I don't really see a viable option for them besides going back to work. But at any rate, Democratic leaders scrapped their plans to call the House back into session next week, saying they were acting on advice from Congress's attending physician who told them it was a health risk. Eight Capitol Police officers and 11 facility workers have already tested positive. Senator Dianne Feinstein, Democrat of California, wrote in a letter to uh, Mitch McConnell adding that returning to the Senate for non-essential business is, is not worth the risk. Speaker Nancy Pelosi said her new plan was to reconvene on May 11th and begin consideration for another sweeping responsive measures that could top $1 trillion. She said the measure would include funding for state, local, tribal, and municipal governments where Mitch McConnell has resisted. Unfortunately, senior Trump officials have pushed, said that they have been pushed uh, American spying agencies to hunt for evidence to support a unsubstantiated theory that a government laboratory in Wuhan, China, was the origin of the coronavirus outbreak. According to current and former American officials, the effort comes as President Trump's escalated public campaign to blame China for the pandemic. Some intelligence analysts are concerned that the pressure from the administration's official will distort assessments about the virus, and that could be used as a political weapon in an intensifying battle with Beijing, over the outbreak that has infected more than 3 million people across the globe. Most intelligence agencies remain skeptical that the conclusive evidence to a link inside of a lab can be found and that scientists who have studied the genetics of the coronavirus say that the overwhelming probability is that it is leapt from an animal to humans in a non-laboratory setting, as was the case with HIV, Ebola and SARS. But for months, spies and government officials have wrestled with the varying theories about how the outbreak began. Many agree on the importance of determining the genesis of the pandemic in the government of academia. However, experts have ruled out the notion that it was conducted as a bioweapon, and they agreed that a new pathogen began 
as a bat virus that evolved naturally probably in another mammal to become adept at infecting and killing humans. President Trump, however, lended into the theory and he really believes that it originated in a Chinese lab at a White House briefing Thursday evening but offered no evidence as if he had anything that gave him high degree of confidence that the virus had originated at the lab in Wuhan Institute of Virology. President Trump said, yes, I have, but asked what gave him the confidence. He says, I can't tell you. I'm not allowed to tell you that. In unemployment news, unemployment claims passed 30 million, and that's likely an undercount. The figures announced Thursday by the Labor Department brought the number of workers joining the official jobless ranks in the last six weeks to more than 30 million, underscoring just how dire the economic conditions remain. Many state agencies still find themselves overwhelmed by food claims, leaving perhaps millions with dwindling resources to pay rent or put food on the table. If anything, the jobless numbers may be worse than the government figures indicate, according to many economists. A study by the Economic Policy Institute found that roughly 50% or more people than counted as filing claims for a week period may have qualified for benefits but were stymied in applying or did not even try because they found the process too formidable. There's going to have to be a lot of bull action that happens um, because of this uh, economic downturn. Um, and a lot of the billionaires, uh, company owners, etc. are weighing in. And not all of them are just yelling to reopen the economy and send people back to work. Uh, one of the billionaires that um, came out this week that had something very interesting to say was uh, Mark Cuban. Companies is great, but if nobody has any money to spend there, then that's a real challenge. So I personally think this is a chance. This reset is an opportunity for us to do a couple of new things that four months ago I would have been totally, totally against. But now in this new world, I think we need to increase the minimum wage to fifteen dollars because I think this is the time to do it. You know, the hot job market before pushed a lot of wages up, anyways. But for those people who are under um, getting paid are not getting paid enough and can't live on, on their wages, that needs to change. And I think we need a federal jobs program. We can't survive with 50 million people unemployed. And when we go back after this reset, companies are going to have, lear have learned that they can do a, just as much with a lot less. So again, that was Mark Cuban. And he, as a caveat, is flirting with running for president as a libertarian. So that's going to be very interesting because libertarians don't even, in principle, normally even believe in the minimum wage. They definitely don't support um, anything like a federal jobs program. But either way, uh, Mark Cuban, like you heard him say in the clip, wouldn't even have that opinion four months ago. So it is uh, some bold thinking. And he is not the only one. Um, saying things like this. Oh, it will likely be changed forever. When the government is called upon to protect you on the downside, they have every right to regulate the upside. So capitalism has changed. Second, the country is moving slowly to the left. Taxes have to go up. Quickly, if Biden wins, slowly if Trump wins, but taxes have to go up. So things like carried interest, capital gains taxes, uh, the uh, ability to roll over real estate sales tax-free, all that stuff is going to have to be eliminated. Uh, for the good, by the way, okay? 
Now that was Leon Cooperman. He is the CEO and founder of, uh, chairman as well of Omega and Family Office. And it's uh, some, you know, like he's saying, um, things are going to have to change as well. Bold ideas. And if you have been paying attention for a while, of course, you know that there are several politicians out with uh, different policy ideas to see how this is going to work. Um, because things aren't going to uh, just go back to normal when 30 million people are out of their jobs. In Michigan today, actually, as well, the um, there was a massive protest. Uh, people came to the state house um, demanding that the uh, state be reopened. And um, you always have to remember, even when you see stuff like that, as crazy as it may seem, you have to understand the desperation of the people who you just have to labor under the assumption don't have enough to feed themselves and their family and if it's true that uh that study that csnbc did about the emergency funds of most americans then you could assume six weeks later that uh most people are running out of capital very fast and so they are very frustrated and that's why you're seeing the protests pop up all over the place and yes the protests are astroturfed and astroturf just means that there's somebody really rich who is funding the movement but that does not mean that the people participating in the movement do not legitimately believe the stuff that they are saying uh remember a few weeks ago i reported the allegations that were coming out um from the former staffer of um, the Democratic, uh, presumptive Democratic nominee, uh, former Vice President Joe Biden. Uh, for, unfortunately, somebody who is really angling hard to be the vice president on the ticket, Stacey Abrams, had to answer some questions that were given to her by Don Lemon, which of course is amazing because to date, uh, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has to uh, been asked about it. Now Stacey Abrams have been asked about it. Bernie Sanders has been asked about it. Nancy Pelosi has been asked about it. Joe Biden has still not been asked about it on any program that he's gone on. And Stacey Abrams, um, I'll just let you hear what she had to say about it. It's an incredible allegation. I believe that women deserve to be heard, and I believe that they need to be listened to. But I also believe that those allegations have to be investigated. I believe Joe Biden. So in, in 2018, you tweeted it was shameful that Brett Kavanaugh's Supreme Court nomination was being rushed forward and survivors of violence like Christine Blasey Ford deserve to have their voices heard. Are you applying a different standard now? Not at all. I believe then and I believe now that women deserve to be heard because too often they are not. And Tara Reid deserved to have her story listened to and investigated. So you said you've heard her, you've heard enough, you don't believe her, you believe Joe Biden. The New York Times investigation does not support the accusations against the vice president. Does Joe Biden personally need to address this more directly and publicly? I believe his campaign has been very clear that that is 
the approach that they intend to take. I believe Joe Biden. So there you heard it. Um, Stacey Abrams is standing with her, um, well, with uh, Joe Biden. Uh, when Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi was asked about it, she practically said something that is beginning a lot of um, pushback on line, at least something like Joe Biden is Joe Biden. And you can take that to me, whatever it wants. Just for a bit of fact, um, keeping here, the New York Times story about the Tara Reid allegations, it, did, it didn't make a determination one way or the other. They basically just laid out what happened. They never cleared Joe Biden, nor did they say he was guilty. So that's just not true what uh, Stacey Abrams said. And a representative from the New York Times even came out and said basically just that the, their story, their reporting did not um, say that the Joe Biden allegations were um, unfounded, that they did not make a determination. So this is going to keep coming up. Joe Biden is scheduled to be on Joe Scarborough's program uh, in the morning, Morning Joe. And the details so far saying that Joe Scarborough or Mika Brzezinski, whichever one does the interview, is going to ask him about it. And, of course, I will be watching it and I will let you know exactly what happens. But, um, so I said it before that this story was not going to go away. And if Joe Biden wants to... um deal with this he's gonna to have to face it head on because um if you know the Tyree Reed story is not going away anytime soon and um obviously people have been hyper focused on the pandemic so it's been giving a little bit of cover but that I think that has ended now and so um it'll be interesting to see what the former vice president has to say if he is finally asked about this on tomorrow so before i end the show tonight i'm just gonna say something about the steps to reopen the country which i know people are eager to do and that's very simple the first place to open for regular businesses should be government buildings and offices starting in dc if the white house isn't doing public tours then the rest of the country is not ready to open if your state's capitol building is not open to the public, then the rest of your state is not ready to open. If your governor is not out shaking hands and kissing babies, then it's too soon for the rest of us as well. If your city's courthouse and mayor's offices aren't open for regular business, then your city is not ready. If the governor's body of lawmakers aren't ready to take those risks, what does that tell you? Thank you for tuning in to the show tonight. If you want to support the show, you can do so by going to www.patreon.com slash the Jerome McLean Show. That's www.patreon.com slash the Jerome McLean Show. The show is found on iTunes, Spotify, and many, many other places to get your podcast needs. Thank you and see you on the next show.